Hello and welcome to Michael and Ivanka's Grand Podcast. I'm Ivanka Magic. And my name is Michael Forrest. How's it going? Uh, not bad. Not bad at all. It's a sunny, cold day. Oh, it is chilly, isn't it? Um, what? How's your week? Lot, lots of things. By the end of Monday, I thought it should be Thursday. So much had happened. Uh, it was a busy day. Work, Yeah, family. work has been very busy. Family has not been so busy. Uh, it's been mostly work this week. And uh, because I'm nearing the end of a contract, so I need to make sure everything's done, 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 done. Uh, Which is good news for the for, for the potty. It is good news for the podcast listening public. <laughs> There's going to be so much outreach, so, so much promotion and outreach. It's going to be we're going to we might even hit like over 200 Twitter followers. I can't even imagine that sort of exposure. <laughs> and how is your week been, Michael? Are you better? My week sucked. Um, no, I. I... I, I I was away on holiday, so that was nice, and I went to Venice, which I would recommend. Um, and it, yeah, like it's the most impressed I've ever been by a church in like La Piazza San Marco, the big uh, the big uh, the big cathedral there is pretty unbelievable. Um, and uh, but then I came back. And then I was tired because we kind of like had to get up at effectively 3.30 on Tuesday. So I was tired all day on Tuesday. And then Wednesday I got bloody sick again. So I've just been, uh, I'm a sickly man now. I never used to get sick ever. And now I'm sick all the time. <laughs> I shouldn't Rubbish. laugh. But somehow well, <laughs> this is funny. <laughs> I'm trying to say it in a way, in a whimsical manner. No, I, I mean, and I think I'm okay. Like, I went to the gym on Thursday. It's just boring talking about the gym, isn't it? Um, but I just had to leave the gym after, like, 15 minutes on Wednesday. And I just couldn't do it. And I just had to leave work at, in the middle of the day just to go and lie down. I wish I'd have been able to leave work and go home and lie down. <laughs> I was very tired. <laughs> keep, I keep doing that thing. I go through phases sometimes when I wake up really early in the morning. Like, you know, 4 o'clock, 10 to 4. I was waking up every hour and it was sucked, but I did get some free money, which is nice. How did you get free money? From a grand relative. A gr- it's like on my stepmother's side, so I really wasn't expecting anything, but oh. I got some free money. Free money's Which kind of makes nice. up a little bit for losing so much money from being sick. Almost covers it. <laughs> How much <laughs> did, I lost from being sick. Did, did this grand <laughs> relative die or something? Yeah, oh, yeah. Like, like, oh, you got year. left some money. Yeah. Oh, that's nice. Very thoughtful of them. I feel like I should have more stories. I I was editing that. I I messed up the podcast edit, so that's been super delayed. Um, But I do, I do still, I I I don't know how I felt about the food episode. I've been feeling a bit sad about it because we didn't really agree on anything. (laughs) And also I think I was kind of sick and not really listening or trying to kind of argue. Like I wasn't really, I just... I just was in a bit of a daze, so I was just kind of saying things in a slightly smug way, and I didn't really like myself in it. But I also thought you were wrong, so, you yeah. know. <laughs> yeah. Fair enough. I've been feeling a bit sad about it, too. I but think. we can't, you know. Can't give up. You know. We'll just not talk about happen. food again. <laughs> no, come on. No, it's just, I think I just wasn't in a very listening no. or 
you know, kind frame of. I don't know. I just, I was just sick, and I just sound like. Yeah, there was a, there was a bit. I think part of me, I wasn't listening either because I wanted to go to the zoo. I knew I was trying to fit in podcast recording. Right, if I get up at this time and sit down at eight o'clock, I could record a podcast. Then I can go to London. Then I can go to the zoo, and everything will work out efficiently. And so mm. I was expecting. I think I was just expecting not to disagree with you. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh my God, this is going to take time now. Now we're going to have to explain our thoughts to each other. Damn it. <laughs> well, yes, I think we were both possibly not our best selves. No. And, but, you know, there's, it's consistency. We're, yeah, whatever. Like, but, yeah. We're, we'll, but anyway, I we'll was right. Out. What? Well, I, I was mean, right. I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe we will need to revisit food. We might oh, need to revisit dear. it, but it's just—it's just I—I—I it's just, I, 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 I don't know if I care enough. <laughs> no, maybe that's it as well. Um, it's like I've got my thing, you've got your thing. We don't have to agree with each other. Um, no, it's not like one as... of us is, you know, trying to get teachers to arm themselves or something. Yeah, no. At least we're not trying to do anything actually bad. I'm just trying to enjoy a luxurious Western civilization and all it has to offer um, before it bursts into flames. <laughs> before it crashes and burns. I did read a very sobering article this week published on a site called, I think it's called The Conversation. Is that what it's called? Um, but it talked about how in the United Kingdom of Great Britain and Northern Ireland. You are stalling for time. I am <laughs> trying to find the, the link, the name of the thing. Um, I, just, I, you, I always call it the United Kingdom of Northern Ireland and Great Britain. <laughs> I conversations. It's like, that's his proper name. I mean, sometimes people, people and things should be addressed using their proper name. Anyway, it is theconversation.com and there's quite a... Uh, an in-depth article about how life expectancy in Britain has fallen quite considerably over the last few years, um, with a lot of the reasons for that attributed to the programme of austerity. Uh, so that wasn't very exciting. It wasn't very I, positive. I saw, I saw it, but I didn't. I haven't read it yet. No. Um, it's quite. And also, they also talked about air pollution as well. So the whole thing was quite depressing, to be honest. Um, Milan's quite polluted, the air. Um, I could really, like, I was kind of sick and I could really, I could sort of feel some hotness in my throat when I was walk after walking around for a bit. Just from, yeah, nastiness. Weirdly, Eastbourne has got bad air pollution problems, <clears throat> which I don't quite understand because it's a seaside town. One of the people I work with is got these, there's an open source project uh, where people put, I'll, I'll find what it's called because I, I, I was going to make one for myself, um, but you can make a little Arduino thing that then uh, measures and collates air pollution data. So it's, mm. it's quite big all over Europe, but he, he's quite informed on the t subject and and lives in Eastbourne, but it's weird. I don't know why I don't imagine that we'd have polluted somehow. Didn't air pollution didn't really go onto my radar because it's not like we live in a coal mining or a, there's no heavy industry, and yet just by driving our diesel vehicles around, we seem to be poisoning our own air. Mm. There was a very kind of like toxic smelling car that I was behind this morning on my bike. 
wasn't impressed. It's not nice, is it? Mm. Smelly cars. Saying that, my van is a diesel van. But it doesn't get used for little trivial journeys. I don't know. It's hard Only to keep epic up. journeys. Only epic journeys. So, I don't know. don't know what that says. I'm just a hypocrite. Massive, massive hypocrite. <laughs> I'm a... Oh. We're, I mean, I leave a lot of shit switched on. So, you know, we're all guilty. Mm. I was thinking about, like, a slogan. I just trying to... I liked... You know, I did tell you, I, I I said to that guy, like I was talking about straws, disposable straws, and saying, oh, I just don't want to take one. And the guy, I was, one of the people I was with was sort of like, eh, I mean, whatever. And I was like, yeah, well, I mean, yeah, there's nothing you can really do about the environment. So you might as well do the little things that are easy, because that's all you really can do. So I'd quite like to come up with a pithy way of saying that for a T-shirt. <laughs> Okay, that can <laughs> do be a... the little things because what else can you do? Because it's better than doing know. nothing. Or, um... you, you just like it's actually really easy to do this stuff you can do generally. So I don't know, I haven't thought of a good concise way to say I, it. I had another keep cup fiasco. Fiasco, keep cup, you know, these kind of reusable coffee cup things. Mm. So I dutifully turn up in a coffee <laughs> shop with my reusable cup. And the person has made the coffee shot into a disposable cup and then poured it into my keep cup. Like, people, you know, we need to Did get on board cup, with this. Did your keep cup not fit under the no, spout? No, it was smaller. Or was it just pure? Just... No, it was pure just not thinking, I think. You know, or not realising <laughs> that there was a reusable cup coming down the path. Or I fuck knows. Mm. But I was like, oh, this is another, you know... What is the point? Why do I make all this extra work for myself? And people will insist on giving me disposable cups. <sighs> yeah, so that was awful, awful, awful trauma. Did I, did I ever tell you about once a, my, uh, one of my favourite Viz comic letters to the editor? Mm. It, says, uh, it said, uh, uh, dear, you know, dear editor, I was... I was uh, watching Delia Smith on TV the other day and she said there is nothing worse than a soggy souffle. As an AIDS sufferer, <laughs> it feels a bit like that, that kind of like, oh my God, my keep cup. It's like this is the worst thing that could have happened to me today. But actually, it's not that bad, but it is annoying, very annoying in the moment well, it's like what is because if you can't even do that what you what just you, are utterly utterly um whatever the gender neutral version of impotent is <laughs> oh that's true <laughs> anyway so yes a pithy way of saying look i might as well do these little nice things because i might as well just do them <laughs> might as well might as well give me this just let me just have give these me this small at least victories. um every tiny I've anyway. The other thing I've been doing this week, I've been listening to Guilty Feminist podcast quite a bit because I actually I, went on a train. Have you not? Are you the suffragette one? Yeah. 
both parts. I've listened to both parts now. Just, uh, I'm not a fan of the opera. <laughs> Fair <laughs> enough. <laughs> Skip the opera if you want to. I thought it was amusing. It's not my... Well, anyway, I don't know. I gave them a bit of money. Um, primarily because it said that you could come and watch a recording of Guilty Feminist podcasts. Yeah. Well, I'd like, like to go and... I'll do that. I'd like to go and watch them. But uh, I found... Um, I found that one a bit itchy, especially when they all start like fighting, talking over each other a lot. I was listening to it on the train yesterday because I had to go to East Croydon for a client meeting. And uh, it was quite fun, I thought. A little bit of, uh, you know, we're all, we all agree on this one thing, but there's a whole bunch of other stuff we don't, don't agree on. <laughs> or, you know, you can be a Tory and a feminist and you can be mm-hmm. a socialist and a feminist. That was all kind of, it's, you know. Thinking women are people doesn't, <laughs> it just means that you think they're people <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. and that you can disagree or agree with them still on so, a case-by-case basis. Yes, so, but I'm quite, well, I did a bit, did, did a bit of that, bit of thinking about, action i think it's good to listen to it makes you have a think it makes you have a laugh i think something in the second part made me cry but i can't remember what it was i was sitting on the train going mm. oh my god <laughs> i haven't finished the second part yet. Uh, i listened to it on the way in uh there's multiple things um, yeah. what do you think about i was thinking on, i was on my bike today and i was thinking about this double barreling of names mm. and i was just thinking i i mean sure but it's not scalable is it no. How, what, what? You can't just have four names, then eight names, then sixteen names. Like at some point, you're just kind of de- delaying the problem. Or is there a way? Like, is there a better solution than double barreling names? Well, I have taken my husband's surname and put my surname as one of my middle names, mm, which okay. is a legal solution. So you have to do an actual net change of name. And then my child also has my surname as one of her middle names. But we all have a very simple surname. So we can mm. travel incognito. <laughs> Pretend we're not foreign. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> if necessary. Uh, I, th- I thought about it in the context, oh, I think, of feminism. I was thinking, oh, you know, what is this business of taking someone else's name? It's not really... I don't feel like I've taken... Oh, I know what I read the other day. That was it. A man who'd mm. taken his wife's surname because yeah. his wife had a child from a previous marriage who they, who lived with them or was part of their family, obviously, and they wanted all of them to have the same surname. Okay. And so he took his wife's surname instead of her taking his, um, which is a perfectly logical explanation in my view. You know, like, mm. why not? That just sounds like a good sense of... And that, that's saying not about... It's just about belonging to the same gang. And I yeah. think one of the reasons I formally have the same surname as my husband is that we were going on that big bike trip and things. And I thought, well, if somebody picks up, you know, if there's an accident, <laughs> somebody mm-hmm. picks up, you know, like at least if they look in our passports, it's undeniable that we are, that he is my next of kin. And if I need some yeah. brain saving operation, that yeah. he'll be able to sign off on it was actually most of my logic because I'd read I've read a few adventure motorcycling books and one of the stories one person told was that she'd bumped into this other woman and they traveled together for a while and the other woman had an accident needed emergency operation and it got delayed because they had to sort of fax family in the UK Mm. to give 
but they, but uh, but yeah, you know. So anyway, that was part of my. So there are strong practical reasons for having the same names as each other, I think, mm. um, and yeah. just nice sense of belonging. Yeah, I mean, it's, I think it's more my sort of programmer mind than my misogyny mind that's asking the question of the double barreling. So, but yeah, it sounds like a, yeah, case by case, something family coherence. Sounds like a decent um Yes, reason. you know, I think you know, I think that's being a family, it's nice to have a little Is that weird shed. that old thing of like taking the first, like being Mrs. if you were like Mrs. Nick Harvey. That what's that that practice seems to have stopped, right? This is fucking weird. <laughs> yeah. Like what does like just dissolve your entire identity yeah. into someone else's. Because I thought my um my stepmum had was had was signing her checks like that until I realised that it was actually from her brother. So, you know, um, <laughs> I thought she's signing her checks like Mrs. R. Mrs. Richard Forrest. That's weird. It's <laughs> not your name. <laughs> So what are we talking about this week? We're supposed to be talking about luck, you said. Last minute decision. We're going to talk about luck. I don't know how much I've got. I think it feels like something once we start talking about we'll have a lot to say on. Do Um, we have any scholarly examples, any videos we've watched? um, I just, like, I talked about luck to uh, Robert Lewis. Oh, did you? I think we can, like, cite as a person, can't we? Yes. And he told me a long story about how luck is, like, good or bad luck is entirely subjective and can, that something that is unlucky can then be recontextualized as something lucky and then back and forwards over and over again. And his, well, he was, it was, his thesis was that luck doesn't exist. Well, I'm thinking about that now because Nick and I talk about luck in the context of, aren't we lucky? What a lovely house, what a lovely child, what a lovely... Are we lucky we don't row with each other, <laughs> don't hate each other? <laughs> you know, it's like, are we, we... And we use luck, and then we tend to pause and think about it and go, but, you know, we've put some effort in <laughs> to get here. <laughs> you know, it's like, a, like our houses, or, you know, aren't we lucky we work and do things that... One of our usual things is, aren't we lucky that we have jobs we enjoy? Good luck doesn't exist in a va- no. vacuum. No, not You at know, all. you've got to kind of put the time in a bit. You know, like... um, and I don't count buying a lottery ticket as putting the time in, <laughs> for no. example. So, yeah, you've got to kind of be out. You know, for me, it's music industry. Everyone's always like, you go, oh, there's so much luck involved. And I'm like, well, if I don't believe in luck, what does that mean? That means... I mean, but there still means, you know, I've just got to put work really hard and keep kind of being, trying to put myself in as many situations where something randomly lucky could happen. Uh, um, yeah. And then one, will I just be like, when something lucky does finally happen, if ever, will I be like, oh, I'm so lucky? Or will I be like, well, I did 
grind away thanklessly for 20 years yeah, before yeah. this happens. So is it lucky? Um, you know, but you can just recontextualize, can't you? And say, well, I'm lucky that I never got sucked into some record deal where they kind of like own everything I do for X number of years and meant that I had to kind of do a certain type of thing over and over again, which would have done my head in. Or like, I'm lucky that, you know, I'm I'm able to experience and do a lot of the things that, um, you know, the record industry might have offered me just off my own, off my own back, you know, so it's sort of like, it's kind of like glass half full type thing, isn't it? It's like, yeah. it's how you look at it. It is how you look at it. But I think what you're talking about as well, you sort of need to create opportunities for luck. And I think yeah. that is harder for some people than others just because of circumstance. Yeah. So, you know, it's like Nick have running a website that he really enjoys running is partly enabled by the fact that I've spent 20 years putting things on the internet and therefore can help him, mm. advise him from a technical point of view, from a brand point of view, from an interaction design point of view. Because he's, um, you know, so it's, it, it is, he's very lucky, but also there's lots of background and that he spent so many years doing sales and marketing work and therefore has these skills all of that. So it's, you know, mm. it, it's a combination of something. However, I'm very lucky that I had the kind of parents who encouraged me to learn to go to school to be interested in things that then I you know it's like I could have had I think I'm very conscious of and you know you could say compare me to somebody else who had wealthy parents who did da 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 and they their their starting point was much higher or somebody I know the guilty feminist they always talk about people of color and you know how privileged you are to be white and that's absolutely true but there are and so you can look at those kind of like if you're what I think you can be thankful for your circumstances and that you might call luck from your starting point but much of your opportunities are down to you from then it's like yeah and uh, I mean I couldn't I'm born white and male so in a first world very rich affluent country so I mean I've already won the lottery there um but I don't know if I'm just in a grumpy mood today but I'm like that's what that makes me feel like even more of a failure that I haven't got all the things that I want sometimes. <laughs> it's like, well, if I can't even get this as a pri- utterly privileged person, then, I mean, what am I doing? But you're not, you know, you're, yes, you are white male brought, born into a, you know, rich Western civilization, <laughs> civilization. But, yeah. you know, there's, there has been other factors in your life. Well, here's, and here's, here's where my brain was going next, Ooh. which was, um, do you ever, you know, like, I I tend to sort of find threads to try and make things like into causal, sort of causal relationships. So my, you know, if my mother's schizophrenia that led her to kill herself is also associated with a sort of, I don't know, I don't like a level of intelligence or like a, a sort of it it tends to go hand in hand with you know it's kind of like if it goes too far but like I think I'm lucky to be able to kind of be quite clever at things and it's almost like 
yes, that happened and kind of undermined a lot of things, but also it's kind of connected with the 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 benefits. It's like also connected yeah. with the benefit. And would I sacrifice one for not having the other? Like so, I you know I can fairly effortlessly I you know I kind of glided through school quite easily, and then. Um, you know, in the the workplace, I've always found it. You know, with all of my barbs and and problems, just my ability to kind of get the work done and not kind of be beaten down by any challenges is. Would I sacrifice that for a sort of more cuddly childhood? I don't know. Like, yeah, but I, so am I unlucky or am I? You know, but that's what we're. Um, but that's what Robert Lewis is talking about when he says that you kind of post-rationalize these. Mm. That you know, you kind of you have. In order to not, and we talked about this in happiness as well. It's like accepting that it is not of any benefit to you to to look at something that didn't happen as advantageous. So it's like me. Mm. To, I've spoken about um, why am I comfortable talking to lots of people because I've never actually felt like I fitted anywhere because <laughs> I've got these mm. like mixed culture backgrounds. Um, and so you kind of take the thing that is could be deemed I don't know, tragic, unlucky, whatever, and sort of go, well, actually, if it weren't for that, I wouldn't. So I think you have to do that. Otherwise, you'd just be really yeah. fucked off. Turn it into a strength. You've got to turn it or, into strength. Yeah, you just got to look at it as though. Um, yeah, there's a lot. And there's lots of ways I can look at it differently. It's like, well, at least I didn't get kind of like... I got out of the Catholicism a bit earlier than I might have otherwise, <laughs> you know, <laughs> things like that. I think I could have wasted a few more years on that with uh, maternal encouragement. So, you know. Yeah, it's, um... <laughs> yeah, it's like, a, what was I? When I was thinking about this, um, I often think about, when I, I do often go, I'm so, you know, I'm really lucky that, and I, I think I'm lucky. Like you, I consider myself to be lucky that I that I'm able, that I'm clever. I don't have to say, I was going to say mm. I'm lucky that I'm clever. And I'm like, am I? Oh, I am. <laughs> Let's not be fake about it. <laughs> I'm quite clever, but I I'm not super clever. Everything. I mean, I got told, you know, I got told that I was clever as a kid. And I don't think I'm quite as clever as I thought I was as a kid. But, you know, <laughs> I'm okay with that. I'm clever enough. Um, and I think I'm very lucky that... I think I'm very lucky that my parents loved me and looked after me. I think of all mm. the things they did for me, really, that's the best thing that they did. And I think that then and encouraged me, but also told me off a lot. <laughs> it's like, I was thinking about this today, because I've got this small child now, and you think, have I let her get away with it? What, how much discipline? What shall I do? Oh, and uh, what's right? What's wrong? And my, uh, I was thinking about my mother. I don't actually remember how my mum disciplined us, but we always did what she told us to do. Like, <laughs> oh, that was it. I got stickers. I get, my child loves stickers. Stickers are very popular. And so she gives me stickers sometimes and tells me I've been a good girl. And, but Lovely. my mum hated stickers. Like, they were banned in the house. You weren't allowed to stick a sticker to anything. She was um. had a big thing about stickers. But we never really rebelled against the sticker, <laughs> whatever it was, directive. Because you didn't really. My mum said, this is what we're doing. Well, you know, these, these are your bound. Maybe it was boundaries. Maybe I was lucky in that regard. There's lots of things we were allowed to do. Noisy. We were very, very noisy house always running around mm. we 
we weren't particularly a house proud family but I got to make a lot of noise when I was a teenager as well I made up I had like this PA in my bedroom that I would turn up and do music on and I, I just I don't know I think maybe they were just so browbeaten that they just <laughs> like, like whatever that. it was on like the third floor so it wasn't like right on top of them but I'd turn that thing up and yeah maybe luck is more about your ability to deal with the circumstances you're in or to respond to them or how you react to them I don't know. I think he's such... When someone, you know, you can... And someone... People are kind of quick to go, oh, you know, I've I've, I've told them, oh, I've been, you know, when I've been sort of... I've been, like, stabbed a couple of times. <laughs> sort of like, oh, you're very unlucky. I'm like, well, I don't know. Again, I think it's kind of connected with, you know, my attitude and my behaviours. And, like, it was... Like, the more I can sort of, like turn into a story and turn into a kind of like connected narrative I don't know the, the sort of more comfortable I feel and and the less it kind of gets rid of all the regret because yeah regret is the um is the the danger is like if only I hadn't had my heart broken well yes but the, it was a necessary step you know and I wouldn't change that now or like if only I hadn't yeah. I don't know. There's things that you, if if you get, you can't get consumed with regret and sort of feel like something terrible happened to you that you know, and you wish you can't wish the world were different, like no. the past was different, because that's just a trap. Yeah. But, so yeah. um, yeah. My sister and I talked about this in the context of we were talking about death. I think it might have been after we recorded the podcast, and uh, mm. we were talking about death, and we were talking about the fact that you know there was there is many a day where I just, you know, wish my father hadn't died. But then nothing would be what it is. Nothing in our lives. So this was what Lydia and I were talking about. Like, everything from that moment onwards would not have happened. (laughs) And it's like, Mm. you know, that's wishing a lot of your life away that that happened following that moment. So you... And I just think if you... It would be a very unhealthy place to live in if you lived with that amount of if only. And I mean, okay, somebody dying uh, is not, is beyond your control unless you're a murderer. <laughs> but all these other things where you think, oh, if only I hadn't spent that money with that boyfriend or done that or did that. And it's like, well, you know, I've just all of those things have made me who I am today. Yeah. So it's done. It's baked in. Yeah. It's, uh, you know, some bad things, some good things. Yeah, some you know, things. There's problems so. that have had to be solved, but it's, again, it's, yeah, it's like you've got to start from now. Maybe that um, the the gambler's fallacy. Maybe we maybe we. I was thinking maybe we could sort of like touch on gambling. And um, have you ever gambled? No, not not to any. 
I tell insurance people when they sell me and try and sell me insurance, hello, would you like to buy some? I was like, no, I don't, I don't. I bet you that I'm not going to, that's not going to happen to me. <laughs> that, that makes them go, huh? <laughs> I'm yeah. taking my odds on this one. Thank you. <laughs> but no, not particularly. What did you say, the sunk cost fallacy? Sunk cost is fallacy, which is the more, the more you, if you, you kind of feel like, you know, it's like good money after bad. Um, if you kind of you put a lot of, um, it's like, well, I've already bet my life savings, so it's I can't stop now. Yeah. Like um, it's that, but it's it's that difficult psychological thing of going, okay, that's gone, yeah. that's done. done. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. If I continue, I will only have less afterwards. Um, but I might win. I might win on this horse. And yeah, um, I, I sort of worry about gambling in terms of its addictive properties and my uh, propensity to, <laughs> to embrace addictive behaviours sometimes, which I have already said I, I rationally believe is not a thing. Yes. But um, I was about to pick uh, you up on that. Yeah, yeah. I kind of feel like I'd, uh, I could. I know. I, I feel having. I did buy some bitcoins recently, and that's the m- first time I've felt like I'm like properly gambling on something. But I don't, I'm not really getting too sucked into it. It's been like down the entire time, and then last week it went up, and you know, like, ooh, six pounds, lovely. <laughs> I, uh, I'm sure I've mentioned that in some context that I never imagined myself to be the kind of person that gets some free money. I'm just not gonna. You know, mm. I'm sort of like accept that I'm gonna have to work for everything. So therefore, there's no point buying a lottery ticket. I've, I've bought premium bonds before, but only in the context that. Actually, the interest rates are so low that you may as well buy premium bonds for your savings if it's just for, mm. you know, might win something. But that's not, you know, that's not particularly, you can't lose your money. Uh, you can just not make that bit extra. The there bonus. is a thing of no risk, no reward. Yes. Um, I love this uh, episode of Party Down is this TV show where they have an episode with Steve Gutenberg, which I just really <laughs> loved. Um, but he's kind of saying this, he's like to some of the characters have sort of written this sort of screenplay that they want to show him. And, and he sort of just like takes it down and turns it into something really good. Um, and just he's like, no risk, no risk. So you have to, um, I think if you, you have to be, you have to take risks. Yes. Um, and it's, I, I don't know how measured it is possible to be with one's risks. But, um, yeah, you have to do things that scare you. You have to, you have to take risks. I think you've got to keep yourself, you, only you can work out what is acceptable risk to you. Mm. And I think the nice thing that's happened with me and Nick is that together we're our risk, um, what's the word, our, our sort of Profiles. risk profile risk. has increased, like doing that motorcycle trip. I have travelled a mm. lot, he has travelled a lot. Neither of us would have done that motorcycle trip without the other. Yeah. It just made us go that little bit wider than we might have well, done great. on our own. And I think that's the because you've got this 
you are you're the risk is distributed basically across two people instead of one I think that's part yeah. of it you know like if I lose my job he earns money if he you know vice versa if whatever and so I think that's the but I think that an, a risk aversion I was thinking about this in the context of gambling and everything I was it, it risk is a big important thing and um well, in financial terms, the limited amount of knowledge I have, it's all about like diversifying, isn't it? Yeah. So you have some, it's about your comfort level with, okay, I'm going to do some very risky stuff and some sort of more safer stuff. Yeah. And like, I think I've always been a very, I think I've, I mean, I guess not in every area of my life, but in some areas where a lot of people aren't, I've always been quite risk taking. I think like, prof- professionally i've just always been a bit like i don't care like you know i'm um but you know maybe with um talking to people i am very much at the other end of the scale um i don't know why i fear people so much i don't know why i fear that uh that what they can do to me well we've Mm. we've uh you've identified in previous cases that you have an abandonment thing thanks to your history yeah, and I have a thing. I definitely have a commitment thing in that I think part of the reason I don't believe I'm going to get free money or I think like well it, I lived this life where we lost everything through no yeah. f- no fault of our own and then we lost it again when my father died not every, we didn't lose everything, but the, the, the world collapsed as far as we were concerned. So I kind of go along thinking, well, look, I'm doing the best I can. There's no given, yeah. and I'm in no way wedded to the idea that just because I'm doing all the right things or, you know, the best, the things I consider to be right today, I don't, I don't see, feel like, therefore, the universe has promised me success. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, well, and if it all goes tits up, well, we'll think of something. You know, yeah. it's like... I I, I'm a great believer in my ability to, um, if a problem arises, I will be able to deal with it. Um, but, and, and to, to your, um, you know, you talking about um, your kind of increased level of risk taking, I think, like, certainly I've... I've taken, I've been able to take some bigger risks last year, thanks to sort of moving in with Sharon and, you know, various things just that, uh, I mean, I I kind of wish they'd, (laughs) I need to find something a bit, I don't know, it was, I don't know how much I got out of it in the end, but. um, um, That's just because you haven't reframed it yet, Michael. Yeah, probably. We probably wouldn't be doing this podcast if it were, yes, there we you probably go. would not be. This is true. Also, um, yeah, the dots. I try, always try and remember Steve Jobs's thing, which is you can only sort of join the dots with hindsight. So you just can't see how your interest in typography and mouse-driven user interfaces could possibly end up defining, you know, <laughs> your contribution to one of the biggest things in the I actually, world. Yeah. I used a quote from me on that. A, 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 a quote because I teach these product design foundation students at Sussex Uni. I do a term, it's my second year that I've done it. And I read them pretty much that quote from Steve Jobs. It's like, 
you know, the, the sort of the creative people joining up dots thing. But you need to make sure you've got plenty of dots. <laughs> otherwise, mm. you know, otherwise you're, you're kind of... Um, but it's quite a good uh, quote, quite important. But yeah, you don't know what's going to... You don't know what you tried to do that's going to teach you something that will help you with something else. Um, Mm. Uh, it's, it's it's important to be able to see when something is does emerge because you can end up yeah like if you have your plans and you're like okay i'm doing this this and then you can kind of miss an opportunity because that wasn't what you thought you were going to be doing yeah 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 um so there's yeah i don't know you you have to do lots of different things but then you've got to be ready to kind of double down on one thing when when that's something that might do something I think that's one of my uh, shortcomings. <laughs> it's like <laughs> I'm a, I have them. I'm afraid you know, it's almost like no. committing to one thing entirely. That so you know what you because I was I was thinking that when you were you were you were uh, well you said earlier about you know you've got to keep doing lots of things because you never know which one's going to be the one that pulls off. But at the same time, you've got to sometimes just do it you've got to commit mm. to a thing and drive it through and be persistent and where does where does hedging or learning or adapting where is that pulling you away from the persistence that would actually help you succeed you know mm. how do you start i don't know how to you know i don't i mean i'm doing all right <laughs> but i'm yeah. not sure you know if i'd have really pushed for a for a career, I got spoke to a recruitment agent once, and they were like, "Well, what's your job title? Because you've gone from head of to head of to, and then you're just here. You're just there's no head of. Can we can we put something? <laughs> I'm like, well, you know, it was a doesn't really never. I was never bothered by job titles. Why do you why do you give stuff about you know? But maybe it's if I'd have chased some job like that, titles, maybe by now I could be queen of the. I don't know. Ultra diet. These uh, I worked for the Canadian company, and they were they were obsessed with their ridiculous job titles. I just couldn't handle it. How many vice presidents can there be in one com- company? Well, like what? what's I thought there was just one vice president. No. Like what? This was one of the things though that was funny at Canonical because a lot of the people. With the the American job titles were always way fancier than the British job titles. But they were titles. like VP and then like SVP, <laughs> a senior vice president. What what's going on? Like yeah. yeah. Well, so I don't know. You know, maybe maybe there is a strong argument for just. I may it may this may be something on which I don't have a strong opinion. Oh my goodness! Oh shit! Oh my goodness! That could Abort. fuck it all up. <laughs> <laughs>
what I find that is really lucky right now is I've just found a pencil that's got robots on it in my pencil case. I don't know wow. how it got there, and I had no idea that I owned it, but I think that's a lucky find. <laughs> mm, it is. It's stolen a poor child's pencil. <laughs> well, this is... No, I, I don't think this is even connected. Oh, I just thought, like, I, I, I remember um, I got a new bike when I was in Berlin, or I wanted to get rid of my bike because I'd had enough of it. So I um I just sort of, like took it outside and uh, just left it unlocked against a nearby lamppost. And then when I came by later and saw it was gone, I felt sad. I thought, oh, my bike's gone. Oh, I feel sad. And then I was like, no, someone else just got a free bike. <laughs> and that's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so that is something to be happy about. Like, I just gave someone a magical experience. <laughs> of a free bike. I hope. I hope they just weren't just a dirt bag that went off and sold. I hope it was someone that was like, oh, I need a bike. I'm going to ride around on this now and enjoy Berlin more. Yeah, quite. I quite like that. Again, it's not connected to luck, but I think it's a nice thing to do. Is that Have you have you come across that Freegal thing? No. Where you basically, I've been using it for years, but basically you can, you can get, you can go on there and go, oh, I really need a new sofa. Anyone getting rid of a sofa? But you can also do the, hey, I've got these two speakers. Anyone want them? And so you sort of like, it's a not a non-selling getting rid of things in your house, mm. um, but Freegal Freegal needs some help with their app, Michael. I did look at their app oh, the other they? day is and think maybe this is a. And they've said they wanted UX. Uh, very rarely do you see volunteering opportunities that are actually professional, skillful volunteering. <laughs> they <laughs> right. actually they want some UX help. And the only thing that's held me off on emailing them is that. At the moment, I would I'd be all keen, and then I would have no time to do it. So yeah. it's sort of on my list for March to uh, get in touch with them. But then equally, if I can identify all the things that are wrong with their app and how it might be better, but I can't make it. But maybe they already mm. have a dev. I don't know. Well. So I'll just tap you up for some freebies. <laughs> all right, sure. I've been trying to give my brother my drum kit for about six weeks now it's a real pain <laughs> like i yeah like even even for i want to get rid of stuff and i want to give it to a good home but it's a lot of overhead well, i live in a neighborhood where you can just line you just line your stuff if it's a nice dry day you put it on the pavement <laughs> let everyone know look the stuff come help yourself and then uh and then afterwards depending on the speed i got rid of some speakers and they went really quickly. And I was like, shit, maybe I should have sold them. But, <laughs> but it was like, mm, maybe the money. Some regrets yeah. there. I was like, that you were, and I was like you know, if I really know. needed the money, I would have sold them. So therefore, what somebody's done is they've got a nice set of speakers. I knew they were nice speakers, for sure. But, hmm. um, but they were quite, you know, I'd had them for a very long time. So they were, we did actually replace our speakers for aesthetic reasons. How oh, that, that was my advice to you. Oh, it was. We discussed. Yes, I remember now. I said they all sound pretty good these yes. days, and uh, to be honest, Richard's sound stuff was all a bit ugly. Yeah, and, uh... that's true. So we bought the pretty ones. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, I think you've got to go with it. And settings. they do look good. Well, and they go. sound good. And Nick's deaf in one ear anyway, so. <coughs> well, what's the point? <laughs> so it doesn't really, you know. Although I, I, these uh, Adam A7Xs that I have in my studio are rather lovely. I really, uh, 
I don't think I could. I, editing this podcast in headphones when I was away was just a. hated it. Really? I just wanted to be back here just being. Because you just can't tell. You just can't tell. What, like, what do you mean you can't I just, tell? I just can't tell if something. Like, when I'm in here and I think, oh, that's a bit quiet. I know that it's a bit quiet and that I can turn it up, but I just can't have that thought process when I'm editing in my headphones or like, or I just, cause I, I just don't, I can't trust what I'm hearing because I don't know how much of it is like the idiosyncrasies of the thing. Oh, or like it might just be kind of weighted towards one frequency or like, I just don't trust. And you can just make such a mess by sort of like, and I've done it like mixing music in headphones and then, playing it back and going oh my god i just spent three hours perfecting the sound and listening to it on something else it sounds absolutely horrible because i just didn't you know i've made that mistake and i'm scared of making it so it's just really stressful to try and like edit on unfamiliar things so that's why i've sort of been looking forward to being back in the studio to edit just have a proper go at last week's what do you think about those little chinese cat things well, they go up and down. I, um, <laughs> but, I mean, yeah, the lucky cat thing. It, well, that the whole kind of industry around that sort of superstition of luck. Yeah. This will give you good luck. It's, um, yeah, but you see, very silly. Ver- but it's quite compelling. It is very compelling. At various times in my life, I have indulged in reading and finding out about things like feng shui and all that business. Um, because more so because I was unhappy or because and it's like I can't I can't fix this so therefore there must be a magic solution I need magic but what I will say I don't think feng shui seems like a magic solution but carrying a rabbit's foot seems like a magic solution but But yeah I suppose I never did but the feng shui thing what is interesting about it I think on the subject of creating opportunities you know it's like Mm. it's the way it sort of works about, you know, have these things in this bit of your house and that. And there is a bit of carrying around rabbit's feet type things in feng shui. Right. So, okay. you know, like put a crystal in the north side of your house and have this. And uh, it's like, but it's that thing where it makes you think about the thing in your life that you are not happy about. And so you're by simple virtue of paying attention to it and giving it some time and, tidying up your house (laughs) rearranging your furniture you're kind of creating a bit of movement in your own brain or a little bit of space in your own brain to come up with a solution so I think you know again you can post rationalize these things in in what way they work it's like counseling and therapy and all these things they work because you're paying attention to your broken things and working out how to tight you know where to file them and how to arrange them in your head so that you can Live with them. Well, you, you know what we've been watching this what week. What have you been watching this week? Um, on Netflix, Netflix have made a series of a new series of Queer Eye, which used to be for the straight guy. Oh yeah, guy. yeah, yeah. Um, which I am just loving. <laughs> How come you're you. watching that? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's it's great that it's kind of freed from the sort of advert fueled structure oh. where like you've got to have a recap and an ad break every ten seconds. So I think that. I couldn't have probably watched it on the TV, but 
yeah, just seeing seeing these people just having their lives kind of addressed from all these like they sort of sort out the the home, they sort out the kind of grooming, yeah. they sort out the clothes, they sort out the kind of culture and some sort of food stuff, and uh, and then sort of let them off. And I'm like, I want those guys to come and sort me out one day. <laughs> it seems expensive, like they they spend some money, but um. Yeah, there's definitely, uh, there was a, a you, like the first episode on that was definitely a case of, you know, a man that wants something, but his home is just doesn't cater to that thing he wants. So, you know, you can't just sit in a scabby easy chair and in a sort of horrible, sort of filthy looking room and that you're this, you know, your ex-wife isn't going to come back. But like, if you can kind of turn that into a space that two people can enjoy together yeah, 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 yeah. then you create that opportunity yeah. and um yeah you sort of take some luck out of the equation yeah. to uh put it back onto the topic at hand yeah 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 i think that's exactly what i think the feng shui type thinking it's exactly it's like creating the mm. space for two people to enjoy or whatever or that's why i like that eat well for less program <laughs> right <laughs> it's a, tidies up their food cupboards Come on, people. <laughs> there is money in these cupboards. <laughs> you're, just, you're just stockpiling food that you don't need. You're never going to cook. You don't need to spend this much money. So, yeah, I think they're, they're those kind of yeah, like tidying up areas of people's lives TV shows are quite nice. <laughs> yes, it's fun. And you've got to, if, you, if there's things you want, you need to kind of reconcile that with what you're doing. And if, if, what you're doing right now doesn't could ne- like if you tried to tell a story of if you tried to draw a line from the thing you want to where you are now and like it's like okay well i'm gonna have to do certain things that i may be a bit afraid of because otherwise i'm not on that path i'm on just this different path that's you know i'm not happy with yeah so you gotta kind of like um construct your own narrative uh, to some extent and not expect anything to just land on your plate or you know expect anyone to really give you anything and I, I unlike you I I have always kind of had this idea that one day I'm suddenly gonna get some sort of windfall from something if it's like uh, I don't know like some sort of startup venture or if some song goes viral I've been trying to make those opportunities for myself like an app just something that's sort of like super scalable with you know with just if just the one right person tweeted or the right person got interested in something i was doing then that would be a huge kind of burst of kind of interest right so i try to make as many of those as i can uh but none of them have you know i think maybe you've just got the wrong name michael i was just is that i was just referring to the the trump tweet thing Really? Oh yes. Okay. Sorry. I was, I, I was like, what? what are you talking about? Why do you mean I've got the wrong name? Oh no! I mean it really. I mean, but that's that's exactly like that's just totally beyond your. I don't know. Yeah. But that's marketing. But there is a lot of kind of repeating yourself and marketing. Totally. And, and but it's thing, really. I just can't even bloody do. The chart- like, I just cancelled my. I had a little meet Edgar thing for a little bit. I thought, well, maybe it'll kind of help me out. But I just cancelled it this morning. I was like, yeah, this is fine, but I think the people that are going to see it have seen it now. <laughs> I, uh, but, I mean, that's what marketing is all about. Marketing is just saying the same thing over and over and over and over. And over. Lots of different ways. Going, buy my stuff, buy my thing. stuff, buy my stuff. And lots of creative ways. But Sucks. it's an important task. What can you do? Mm. 
What have we learned this week? What we have learned this week is that we are still friends, <laughs> despite despite <laughs> Foodgate. <laughs> yeah, I, I quite enjoyed having a longer. Um, I think yes, the the I think the topic was a little lighter, but I think we had lots of uh, kind of unstructured talk at the beginning, which I quite enjoyed. Yes. <laughs> I'm looking forward next week to being able to make actual in a room eye contact with you as we talk about things. Yeah. Is it next it week? It is next week, yeah. So we've got to do like two episodes. Yeah, so we've got to pick two topics. And take some pictures. Uh, I just want a good one of you f- to make the logo out of. Good luck with that. <laughs> <laughs> you know. But yeah, so I'm looking, I'm looking forward to, I think it's, with the best will in the world, it's hard if you're not actually making eye contact it's it's sort of like hard to stay you know it's a a bit of an overhead to sort of do it through a webcam so i'm looking forward to an in the room couple of episodes of the podcast i think that will be good yes i'm looking forward to my friday friday in london i think what we can conclude is that whilst our starting position (laughs) could have been a lot more privileged and therefore made it a lot mm. easier it could be it could have been a lot less too so yes. you know we're much, all right There's plenty to be it. glad of and grateful yeah. for so yeah good so there you go people do the best you can it's all you can do and say no to straws say no to flipping straws because you can you for listening to our podcast thanks for sticking around we hope you're enjoying it let us know give us an itunes review yeah five star one That'll please help us. Five, five stars. stars and you can review every single episode <laughs> which apparently helps them go oh you can find us at grandpodcast.com and uh, you can follow us on twitter podcast grand and you can email us hello at grandpodcast.com you find me at Ivanka on Twitter and you can find me on Ivanka.blog but I don't know why I keep saying it because I haven't written a blog post since the 17th yeah. of January it's going in the it's in the Patreon graveyard at the moment. <laughs> well hopefully you'll uh, you'll 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 have a bit more time to write some blog posts now yes you can find me on Twitter at Michael Forrest and you can find my website michaelforrestmusic.com so yeah thanks for listening everybody bye bye Thank you.